Let the story of a choked up Marky Mark bring you to tears, as it did for me. Welcome to episode 16 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, Instant Family. That's a that's a luxurious treat. Yeah, that's her game. What what am and I missing she... here? What are we talking about? I don't, I'd love to participate. We're talking yes, about I'm toast. So sorry. You're talking toast. Talking toast, specifically English muffin, but a toast in English muffin. Yeah, the toast genre. I felt like it was and toast. It's like half yeah. the meals Sam's eat is toast. Eats his toast, so she has to get. <laughs> this is Sam's version of a food podcast. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about toast. We're talking about toast. I love. Welcome toast. back to toast with Sam. I think oh, toast is a God. pure meal. Me too. English muffin with peanut butter and jam. That's what I'm eating. That's and a classic. It's and I was asking what kind of food. jam, what kind of jam Jeremy uh, is currently consuming, and he let me know that he always has the same exact same kind of jam in his in his repertoire. And then I said, "How does Mel feel about that?" Apparently, she's not much of a jammer. I'm not much of a jammer either. But do you stay brand loyal, or is it just strawberry? In oh, general? he does. I stay brand loyal. E. D. Smith triple fruit. Interesting. Always. That is a good brand. No yeah. substitutes. How about you? What do you put on your toast? If I had my first choice, I would put half just butter, half chunky peanut butter. Wow, keeping it plain. Mm-hmm. What peanut butter on one? When you say half, like yeah, one on, on separate each slice? bread, yeah. And then mush them together? No, no. Oh, a plate with two toasts, so you get two different vibes. Yes. Wow, that's nice. I like the two vibes. I've done that. Sometimes I'll have a salty toast and a sweet toast. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, like I'll have, a, my mind. I'll have a cheese on toast and then I'll have a jam with butter to, as like dessert toast. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm in a diner setting, because I don't like really keep jam, sometimes I might <laughs> dip my crust overhead in, that. In, in a jam pack. I mm. dip in a but jam ju- pack. But just the crust. Just the crust. Just mm-hmm. to bring, just to really... Like the pizza, pizza, the garlic dipping yep. sauce of toast. Yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> That's a great move. Thanks. I love dipping crusts and like end pieces into sauces. That is like <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you have a really good quality burger, it's actually better to put less on it. Just like I always, yeah. I always used to overdo it with pizza toppings. It's actually. If you're having a good pizza, you kind of want to put less things on it, just like one or two things. Oh, no, I thought that. Totally. I know you do. I'm just saying. This is this is the thing that I struggle with. Yeah. Yeah, you want to let the those quality I want all the delicious things. I love everything that's delicious, but it's it doesn't serve the dish, you know? Yeah, food doesn't work. It's not like math. It's not just cumulative. Like yeah. it's not just it's like, not like more money. flavors is better. It's not like <laughs> money. No. It's about balance. Yeah. Whereas money, always more. Always more. Is that a good segue into the movie Instant Family? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I, <laughs> Probably I not, right? So. 
Did they buy? Did they purchase these children? <laughs> did they buy I'm the kids? I'm assuming there's a, a fee involved of some sort. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg seems to be a contractor in this film. I'm sure he has a, a, a functioning business with which he can generate funds in order to purchase a gaggle of small children. <laughs> Now, in, in terms of vibe, let's let's put a vibe check in right off the start here. Vibe check. Vibe check. Um, this is becoming one of our segments. What uh, what was your vibe seeing this film, Sam? Was this a solo mish? What are we What are we doing here? This is a solo mish. Uh, Century City AMC. I bought a salad at the mm-hmm. mall that I took in for a full meal. Full and, salad. Yeah, but like a robust one. How'd you sneak that in? I just did. I just took it. It was in uh, like a paper bag, and I flipped it so the logo wasn't showing, and I just strode right in. <laughs> and dared them. Dared them. It's just about confidence. Yeah. It's about confidence. Some people say that you should carry a clipboard around and like look like you have something important to do. Samantha Herman is just like, listen to me, sir. She is the, cl- she is the clipboard. She embodies <laughs> I the am going into this film and with my accoutrement. <laughs> yeah. And I don't need to acknowledge your existence other than for you to rip my ticket. <laughs> I'm on app now. They don't have to rip nothing. Yeah, don't look at me. <laughs> I have a film to go to. This is a paper bag in my hand. What of it? Uh, and well, I don't want to get too ahead of the rest of my vibe, but I will say that there were tears and they came from my eyes. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. That's spoiler alert, Sam Webb. Instant family, instant weeping. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, um I was looking at the uh I was curious who made this film. Um it's a guy named Sean Anders. He wrote and directed it. And I was looking at his IMDb. He writes and directs comedies with heart. That's basically his game. Um and he's He's made a lot of movies, and, like, I enjoy to love all of them. Yeah, he's a, a talent. I mean, he did Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2. I didn't see Daddy's Home 2. But, again, like, this guy makes movies about families. But He also made a movie called Sex Drive from 2008. I really, I really like Sex Drive. I've never seen Sex Drive. Pretty strong. It's got, seen it. it's got Seth Green and G- James Martin, Marsden. G- James Marsden is out of hand in it. He's so funny. I got to see it. So Marsden is funny. Yes, so funny. He like drives a Trans Am, and he's like a he's like an alpha male uh, bro type, and he's phenomenal. All right. I also, I mean, there's another movie on this guy's resume, and it's called That's My Boy. <laughs> yep, I did notice that. <laughs> And again, another story of fathers and sons. Um, you love that's my boy. I also <laughs> love that's my boy. Yeah, I love that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I've seen it. It's... Oh, it's on Netflix. Watch it. Yeah. Sorry, this director no, wrote Dumb and Dumber Two. Not great. I laughed. <laughs> just now at how two is written <laughs> that's if that if you liked that you'd like that movie i laughed a couple times it wasn't great though but dumb number one is a perfect film oh my god is it ever did you know I'm that i'm glad um... you agree with me i feel i talk this movie comes up in conversation i feel like more often than some movies do and i find myself having to defend it to so many people really dumb and dumb is incredible yes. 
I live in Europe, though. Mm. You know? I, yeah, feel like... I don't get it. Yeah, I, and I, I don't know if it, it's a pretty American oh, yeah. humor. I mean, I don't know how familiar Europe is with Cam Neely. That was probably lost on them. That's uh, true. Boston, Boston Bruin hockey player Cam Neely. <laughs> well, I'm not plays, either. He's he plays it. He plays sea bass. <laughs> See, I didn't know that, but I just enjoyed sea bass for forgot about that <laughs> for what he was. Yeah, you enjoyed his fashion sense. This That's is the true. first time and... I learned that he was significant in the sport community, and I've seen that movie yeah. probably thirty times. Yeah, that's Cam Neely. He's sea bass. <laughs> Pretty bird. Pretty bird. <laughs> uh, that movie's fucking amazing. <laughs> it is. Okay, anyway, Dumb Number Two. I guess Dumb Number Two. The director, director of Dumb Number Two. Sean Anders. <laughs> Bit of a misstep. Instant Family, though. Coming back strong. One hour, 59 minutes. <laughs> Samantha Herman. Century City. Meal Size Salad. And tears. 58 degree. So 58 many tears. 58% Metascore. <laughs> tears. 58% Metascore. 100% tears. <laughs> so many tears at so many times. Um, Were you weeping as soon as the opening credits rolled? No, but I was weeping at the end and had to, like, run out because I didn't want to be noticed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, full-blown let's, weeping. <laughs> let's be it, guys. <laughs> let's be it. This one's, like, going to be really straightforward, and it might take ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like my ideal podcast. <laughs> How many Fantastic Beasts are in this movie? Only one, only one, and it's Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark, this is his second time. If he were a Wahlberger, he would be a triple burger. Oh, you know it. This is his second time on the cast. Uh, he's he's now Welcome. put up a second film, Back. right? Joining Mile Twenty Two. Yep, he's reached McCarthy levels. McCarthy and Rock levels. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> different vibe though. Different vibe from Mile Twenty Two. I feel like. I feel like he. Is gonna go. He's gonna show a lot more heart in this one. So much heart, all yeah. of the yeah. heart. I don't know how much more heart could fit on screen, frankly, <laughs> than the heart I expect from this film. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Expectations are at a high. No, they're not. It's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, this one. It's just really okay. Uh, it starts off. <laughs> It, I liked it, but it's just really straightforward. That's all. Not much, I think, well, I mean, that you can question in the same way. We can way. go from the title and the poster. Like, <laughs> I know the entire film front to back from the title and the poster. Yeah, I watched not... the trailer and I was like, Jesus, what? do we need to go through all the details? <laughs> yeah, it's not a science film, so you're not going to have those questions. Mm. Don't, never underestimate Chris and I's ability to start <laughs> asking questions. <laughs> we might come up with some scientific questions. That's true. Like, how are babies made? <laughs> oh, that's fair. Now, when you say Rose Byrne, what you really mean is the idea of Rose Byrne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the representation. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Samantha Herman, instant family. <laughs> okay, it starts off, I'm going to call them Rose Byrne and Mark Wahlberg. They are a married couple. They are renovator, contractor, house flippers in a partnership. That's fine. And, Yeah. And she's just bought a new home. He comes to see it, and he loves it, even though it's, like, real, uh, like, money pit, it looks like. It looks like bad, bad shape. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be a quick flip. Not a quick flip. But he loves it. Up for the challenge. Thinks it has a lot of potential. So uh, he's, the, he's the contractor kind of guy, and she's more of the business side of things? And, um, like, interior design. 
Um, okay. Yeah, you need that too. So her sister comes over. She has two sisters. We're meeting the first one now with her husband. And they suggest that it could be their home, that the sister and husband could buy this home when it's done. And they say, like, no way. It's a piece of garbage. Like, we don't see any potential in it. Why don't you just keep it for yourselves? And then the husband says, they don't need such a large home. It has five bedrooms. It's just the two of them. Why would they ever need such a big home if they're never going to have children? And that leads into an awkward moment where they're like, yeah, never. And they're kind of looking at each other. And then Mark Wahlberg's like, well, you just gave me a look. Why are you giving me a look? It's like, I'm not giving you a look. He said, yeah, you were giving me a look and you're trying to include me in the look. But I'm confused by the look. I don't know what the look means. And I found it to be a little bit comical. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can see that. <laughs> doing a little, Marky doing a little bit of neuroses. Yeah. And uh, uh, playing a bit of a fall. That's fun. He's usually so confident. Yeah, he yeah, a little bit of vulnerability. Um, who which plays I always the enjoy. Uh, who a welcome the change after a mile twenty two? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't who know plays who plays the sister. N- oh, okay. No one that I was familiar with. Um, uh, what's the sister's name? Lizzie. No, Lizzie's uh, later. She's one of the kids. Okay. Um, so, and this sister right. is desperate to have children, and that's their dream. Okay. Um, so the husband. The brother-in-law says, sorry, bro, I'll leave you to this fight. And they leave. And Roseburn and Mark continue the conversation. And this bleeds into the next day. They're out golfing, still talking about it. And they're golfing to show, like, they're a happy, childless, still go out and, like, do stuff couple. Yeah, they golf together. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) We golfed together. How cool is that shit? I I liked it. All right. I tried golfing with Mel one time. She's pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I'm uh, not. How, how did it work out? Uh, it was a it was a nice day, uh, but I I I don't deal well with um, golf losing. and not and not been losing and not being good and uh, so I was probably pretty miserable by the end. Um. <laughs> how was how was Mel doing? Mel's got a a good swing. Uh, She's experienced, a, huh? Yeah, yeah. She worked on a golf course. That's what happened That's on my bowling date. Boys don't like to lose to girls. I've learned. Um, it wasn't only so much that recently. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so much losing to a girl. I knew she would beat me. It's just how mad I was that the ball didn't go where I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what golf is. Golf is masochism. Yeah, I I also refuse to look for a ball like. If I can't see it, I'm not. I'm not stepping one inch off the fairway into the woods to look for a fucking golf ball. Not happening. I'd love to get out on the links. You not? <laughs> I'm not ramped up. All right. So they golf together, which is clearly a beautiful symbiosis if they can make it work, and they do make it work. They have a business together. They golf together. They are unsure about the other person's feelings about having children. Yeah, they're like, well, we always said we weren't going to. But now I'm not sure. How and, old are they, you think? Like, uh, like they say, late 30s? Mark, they say explicitly. So Mark says, I don't want to be an old dad. So to start now, I don't want to be like a million years old when the kid's a teen. So we should get a kid to like offset my aging. And it would be like I started at 36, not 41. So he's 41. All right. He's She's obviously a bit younger. Yeah, he's suggesting they... 
Sorry, he's, he's saying we should start trying to have children now. No, he's saying we should just get a kid. He's saying it offhandedly, like a joke. Like a, a joke. Ki- a kid that is already, like, already you know, three, five, four, or yeah. five. Yeah. 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 Um, to offset his aging-ness. And, but he Turns doesn't, out doesn't really mean possible. it. Yeah. And later that night, he finds Rose Byrne has been researching a foster website. And he says, no, I was just making a joke. You can't take every joke I make seriously or, like, God knows where we'd end up. And she says, fine, I don't want to pressure you. Uh, you know, it's not right to force you into anything you don't want. You're probably right. Uh, but I was just, you got my mind racing, and I just was starting to do the research. She goes up this to bed. This movie is way easier to follow than the last one, I <laughs> have to say. This movie is, like, <laughs> beyond easy to follow. Um, he, she goes up to bed. He secretly starts looking at the video that she left up on her laptop. And it's, like, uh, just, like, all these kids' heartfelt stories, like, populate the screen so they jump out like graphic wise um and he's just overwrought by it and like that's all so cute and they're like i just want to have a i just want to have someone to like help me with my homework stuff like that they each have like one sentence underneath the photos oh man so is this when you started what He's Sorry. feeling this. He's feel- Wahlberg is feeling the video. He's feeling video. I'm feeling... I was crying the whole movie. Okay. Uh, yes, that's, that's there you go. Yeah. That's, that's my question. What Jeremy was going to ask, and it's what I was also about to ask. I was about to ask for a double vibe check. <laughs> One, on your, weeping, on your weeping status. And two, what kind of a... I got a feeling already from Mark Wahlberg in this film with that, like, what was that look you were giving me? I know that Mark Wahlberg. We all do. Yeah. Uh, but what's Rose Burns' thing? Like, is she... She like she's bossy cool. or no, is she cool, she's cool and chill. Cool and chill and like cardigan. Like stylish in, but, stylish, but stylish interior decorator. Yeah. Are they city people? I tried to figure out where it was meant to be and it was kind of unclear. I guess it was here because it never seems to be that cold. But they didn't mm-hmm. really like interact with anything city fied. So generic California ish? Yeah. Has it, and maybe just say if this is coming up, has it, has there been any acknowledgement of previous efforts to have biological children? No discussion, no effort. They just gloss okay. over that completely. Cool. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, the sister really does yell at her. The, like the sister yells like, oh, now you're going to try to have a kid? You're probably going to have like a perfect uterus and like just another thing you'll one-up me on. And she's like, how do you know? We never even tried. So they do like very loosely mention it and that's it yeah topical i I expected there to be uh, the tearful scene when they learn they can't have children nope and we don't get that scene no i'm glad that they bypassed it though yeah i'm totally down with that yeah because we've seen that scene enough times exactly um so they enroll in foster certification class led by tig notaro and olivia spencer octavia spencer excuse me and um two heavyweights yep and so they meet the rest of their like prospective parents to be there's a set of religious parents a set of more like neurotic eager parents a gay couple and a single mom played by liza schlesinger and she describes her they're like tell us what kind of kid you're looking for and like why you want to do this and they all say like the religious couple's like anything that like god will bless us with and the single mom's like, I want a teen African American athlete. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't we all? 
And Rose Byrne, she thinks he's joking because the gay couple had joked like, oh, we've been trying for years, but we just can't do it. Um, <laughs> Zing. And then so Rose Byrne's like, you just described the blind side. And thinks that she's joking, but really she's not. She really does want that. And, like, that's a bit, the whole movie. That she wants this blind blind kid. (laughs) 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 That's funny. Um, So they're in this presentation, and they still aren't sure. Rose and Mark still aren't sure they want to go forward with it. But then a young woman comes in and share it with her parents and shares her story of how she'd been in the system, abused, assaulted, hooked on meth at an early age, and then saved by her doting parents when she was a teen. And they're there supporting her at this presentation. And, like, everyone's crying. Mark's sobbing. He's all in now. And they oh, go so back. you're sobbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sobbed, I sobbed. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as soon as his cheek twitches, you're like, <laughs> like ugly crying in the dark. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're back but in the dark, car. Though, so it's fine. <laughs> and like, he's making friends with everyone. He's like, see you at next group. Uh, can't like got your email. Like he's in and Rose is still like a little bit reluctant. And he's like, you wanted me to do this. Now I'm fired up. You get fired up. And she does. He gets her fired up. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. I'm loving Marky in this. Yeah. Loving. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Do you guys both exclusively refer to him as Marky? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. Okay. Mark. Just it's checking. just tough to say Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's such a hard end when you could say Marky. Yeah. I mean, that's what he asked us to call him first. <laughs> yeah. Your love was pure even then. <laughs> exactly. It's, I'm not trying to demean him or insult him. I know he's moved on from those days. Those good vibrations continue. For me, they do. Yeah, for for me, always they do. and forever, yeah. Um, so they continue going to the class. Uh, it's an eight-week course and bonding with the other parents and, while meanwhile, kid-proofing their current home. Um, just getting it all ready to go. And one of The, the one f- that they're renovating. No, like they're just like the home that they live in. The home they live in, okay. Yeah. The renovation home is, like, way unlivable. Okay. They've, like, got it and everything. Um, but that's their daily work right now. That's what they're doing. Their, that's their job, their yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. At one of the final sessions in the foster class, um, they do this. They're, like, Rose Byrne plays the part of the prospective kid, and they have strings attached from her to all of the other parents, and they have different name tags, like teacher, priest, aunt, like, all this stuff. And Tig cuts all the strings, and she's like, this is how the kid feels. They have no one. But the bond that is the one that could be maintained forever because of their shared history is siblings. So they don't cut the ones that say brother and sister. And what they're trying to encourage is that the parents consider taking on multiples, like pre-existing siblings. A quote-unquote instant family. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's sage, prudent advice. Yeah. Can I do a vibe check on Octavia and Tignataro? Are they are they funny? What are they doing? They're not that How funny. They... Tig is like very dry, uh, very dry delivery, and keeps like correcting all the things that's her, like her bit is like anything that's obviously a joke she corrects. She's like, we don't really mean whatever. Oh, I see. She's overly serious. Yeah. Okay. And Octavia is just more of, like, the nurturing one. Okay. Hmm. 
they're like light, but they're not like they're not punchlining. They're not punchlining. Yep. Okay. That's coming more from Schlesinger and the other uh, potential parents. Yeah. Okay. Where right. am I? Okay. So they go to a picnic where uh, potential kids are there, potential parents are there, and it's supposed to be like an informal, casual way to like see if you vibe with anyone and they're given a paper and they're like, write down the name of anyone you think might be a good match. And then we'll like follow up. And he's like, that's it. We just like write down the paper. They're like, yeah, we know it's like, seems a little bit weird. Like you're at a shopping center, but this just is like a casual way to meet them. And then we need to know which ones you like. So write it down. Um, so they are doing that and they're not really vibing with anyone. They're like, they try to approach and just like, no one's clicking. And there's this like group of like cool teens off to the side. Uh, and no one's approaching any of them. And Tag and Octavia say, once they're already kind of 13, 14, it's hard to be taken because they're already like, you know, they're already advanced age. Yeah. And it's undesirable. Yeah. And no one's going, they're just like partying and not partying, just like hanging with each other and like killing the day. Um, and Mark and Rose decide they are going to go seek out the teens. And like, but, well, do you think they're going to like us? Do you think they're going to think we're cool? But I don't want to make them feel weird. And then Lizzie, the main girl, comes down. She's like, uh, just FYI, we can all hear you. And it's cool. Like, don't feel bad. We know how this game is played. Like, no one wants us. We're fine. This features heavily in the, in the, in the trailer. This is like the core of the trailer is that exchange. yeah. yeah. So she tells them off, and they respond to it. And she's the only name they put down on their list. She doesn't know that, but that's what they do. She loves it. They love it. They love her. They love her sass. They like her fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they go meet with Tig and Octavia to discuss it, and they learn that she has a brother and a sister. And they're like, oh, well, like, maybe we could have managed two, but three, that's a lot. Um, We're not sure. And they're like, just think about it. Their mom is in jail. She's made no effort to reunify, so she's basically a non-issue. And they're currently in uh, foster placement, which isn't great. And Octavia's like, yeah, they just want the money. And Tig's like, that's not true. Some of our, some of the foster parents do rely on the money that comes along with, like, so that's their bit. That's their dynamic. Um, yeah, Okay. <laughs> How charming. Yeah. So they're like, just go visit and just see if you connect with them. You're not making any promises or guarantees. It's fine. So, so they, they have to go to the orphanage? They go to the, the foster, foster house that they're at right. currently. Right, right, Which is, they're just like, they don't care. It's not abusive because it's a comedy, but it's like as far towards it being a hostile environment as this movie is going to go. They're like lazy, absent foster parents. Yeah. Yeah. But as Tig said, like they do it, like yeah, they're doing it. Yeah, they're just they're, they're just doing worn it. Down. Maybe they're worn out by it. They're like funding like, it in this Lizzie point. Lizzie is sassy, and they're like not vibing with her at all. They just think she's a pain. The Marky and Roseburn, no, or no, the the, 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 the pre-existing ones, the foster yeah, parents. Yeah. And okay. Lizzie is the main teen. Yeah, so are. it's Lizzie okay. is the teen, and then the boy is Juan, and then the little girl is Lita. Okay, and can we get a vibe check on their three personalities? I think we've got Lizzie down. <laughs> yeah, um, I yeah, I was gonna get to that, but uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'll get to that because okay. we don't really see it until they engage with them later. Mia um, culpa. 
That's fine. Uh, <laughs> so at Thanksgiving, at Rose Burns family, where the sister that we already met and the husband are there, and then another sister and her husband, and they have a bunch of kids already, and then the parents, played by um, Fred from Roseanne, and uh, what is Fred. her name in real Julie, life? Julie Haggerty? Yes. Airplane. Fred from it- Roseanne. <laughs> And these are all Rose Burns families. Yes. This is all Rose Burns family? Her two sisters and her parents. Yeah. And they say, they go around doing their, like, blessings, what I'm grateful for. And the family is like, oh, we're grateful that we're going to have, like, brand new grandchildren to love. And then they're like, actually, we think we're not going to do it. We're a little bit overwhelmed, and we think we're just going to pull back. And then the family's like, oh, thank God. We were so worried you were going to do this. It's a horrible mistake. Thank God you're not doing it. And then the oh. sister who doesn't have kids but want kids is like, yeah, like, I was worried that our future kids would have to interact with them. Like, what if they're bad? What? What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How well, does this... Marky react to that? <laughs> this just became political. Marky does not like it. Uh, Marky doesn't like it, but actually it's Rose who goes on the offensive, and she gives a heated monologue about how these foster kids aren't bad. They just are in bad circumstances, and none of that is their fault, and they just need a place to be loved, and that they are doing it. And she's like, is that if that's okay with you, honey? And he's like, yeah. Oh, so this cements their decision, of course. Yeah. They make a spur-of-the-moment dinner table <laughs> anger decision to adopt three children. Yep. Yeah. Tell, Marky Mark, tell Marky Mark that he can't do something or shouldn't do something. Yeah, go ahead go and ahead. try. The man go wakes ahead. up at 2 o'clock in the morning to pump iron. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even go to bed. He just, he just stays awake and pumps iron. <laughs> Whew. Um, okay, so <laughs> they do and take he's them whimsical. in. <laughs> so cheeky they take them in and they show up so uh, per your request Juan the boy is very clumsy and absent-minded and like breaks stuff all the time and like gets himself like caught on fences and just like dumb kid mistakes but then he also he's like what seven he's probably like yeah eight maybe he's the middle age one Mm -hmm. um and but he also like apologizes for all of it and like cries because he thinks he's gonna get in trouble it's very sad um And then the little girl, Lita, she's just more tantrum-y. Just Ooh. like little kid Sassy. tantrum-y. And mm-hmm. then we already did Lizzie. Just typical aggro teen. But Got it's it. all going okay. Yes. So at the foster support group, so now they've finished the class. Now they're in support group. Many of the same parents are still in the same group. Some of them have been matched. Not all of them. Blindside hasn't gotten her kid yet, but she's still going to the group. Um... Marky and Rose say everything's going great. We were, we think we just got lucky. Some of the other parents are like, we don't know how to handle so-and-so. Like, he's lashing out. They're like, we're having no problems. Like, yeah, a bit of tantrums, but, like, everything's great. We just got, like, a really good set, and everyone laughs at them and says, we're just in the honeymoon <laughs> phase. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And Marky's like, I'm sensing a lot of jealousy. Like, don't be mad at me for having this great crop. It's classic Marky. Um, Justice warrior. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Then back at the house, uh, Lita won't eat anything but potato chips, and they try to finally enforce real meals. It does not go well. She flips out totally, and Lizzie's like, do you want me to help? They're like, no, like, we've got this. And it just escalates, and, like, everything gets broken. Juan starts, like, flipping out and breaking stuff, and it's just, like, a wild scene. And they have to get Lizzie to 
she does have to step in. And she speaks to the kids in, sometimes she speaks to them in Spanish, which Marky and Rose can't understand. Okay, do we get subtitles on that? Yeah. It's nothing, like, serious. It's just, like, calm down, like, don't be a brat, eat your, I mean, it's normal stuff, but they just can't understand it. But he thinks he can and tries to give his, like, limp, dicked version of Spanish, and it's no good. (laughs) (laughs) But that sounds like a delightful, entertaining thing that he does. Yes, of course. Everything he does is delightful and entertaining. (laughs) I'm going to go see this movie today. Um, tension's getting worse and worse, and actually it was a honeymoon period, and they discuss how they could possibly return the kids. They're like, we didn't adopt them yet, we're still in the foster period, like, there's no, nothing has been set in stone, they're like, but everyone would judge us, and the part we love the best is that everyone thinks we're so saintly right now, and like, I'm loving that, and... Marky's like, well, we could just say that the court intervened and they got taken, and then everyone would pity us. She's like, yeah, that'd be great. Maybe we'd get presents. And uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, well, we're obviously like never going to do that. We're stuck with them. And Marky's like, yeah, we just have to accept that our life kind of sucks now forever. Good night. And they're in bed having this conversation. Oh, man. Yeah, it was uh, poignant. Um, this is some lighthearted shit here. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's the lightest of hearts. Um, at a family gathering, What's this movie? is this movie rated G? Probably. Oh no, they swear. There's some swears. Oh really? Yeah. This is still the the it's the feel good it's the feel good zone though. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I felt good. Um, <laughs> at another family gathering with Rose and her family, Lizzie confides in the aunts that she has a crush on some artistic guy, and Rose hears, but like she doesn't really want to include her in that kind of gab. Um, she's still standoffish with her. Mm. Um, and when Rose drops her off at school, she mistakes a nerdy guy more in the foreground for who she thinks is the artistic guy. She's like, Oh, he looks great. Like just what you described. But then when Lizzie gets out of the car and walks past the guy and Rose is driven off, it's another kid named Charlie and they just say hello to each other and she keeps going. And the guy, Jacob, that she actually likes is an adult janitor. (laughs) (laughs) The adult Okay. An artistic adult gender. <laughs> yeah, he has long hair, so. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like a stonery guy? Yeah. Of course. The stonery adult, young adult janitor. Classic trope. <laughs> yeah. Looks like a real He's bad boy. He's got so boy. much mystique. <laughs> uh, what, late... What's Marky going to think? <laughs> uh, nah, he's not going to be happy, as you can imagine. Uh, Rose then later bonds with Lizzie about her hair and she helps her style it and then later she leaves the brush with a note on it saying like hey if you ever need it but Lizzie lashes out and tries to flush it in the toilet Um, okay yeah you thought they were connecting but then like she won't go for it like two steps back kind of thing two steps forward one Uh, step back that yeah that Paul Abdul as Paula Abdul yeah Yeah. um so then Marky's like, I'm taking you to school today. And then instead of taking her to school, he takes her to the renovation house and they like smash it. He's like, anything, like, I know how it feels to be rageful. Like I, people thought I was a bad kid when I was growing up and I know how you feel. And I don't, we don't need to talk, but you know, what makes me feel better breaking stuff. And they just like sledgehammer the entire kitchen, which he was going to do anyway. And she loves it. That's beautiful. It, it was. 
<laughs> did he like uh, at some point like give her a knowing pat on the shoulder? Oh yeah, yeah. Or he like he gave, he put the sledgehammer in her hands and then he like, you know, All patted that. her on the shoulder and he was like, it's things. okay. Okay. Eh, not that far, but yeah, they're just like loving it and having a great time laughing. They come High back. High five in slow motion, yeah. uh, musical montage. Basically, she comes back and she apologizes to Rose Byrne. She's like, my mom and I used to do my hair. And so just that's why I got upset. And it's kind of a nice moment. Uh, Light hearted. Yeah. Shortly after, Margot Martindale, who is Marky's mom, shows up to meet the, kid, meet the kids. And she's like all about it she's like you told me to wait for a few weeks before i could come and meet them well i've waited long enough and here i am and we're going to six flags (laughs) (laughs) delightful yeah and mark is like yeah she's like well like we're trying to stick to a routine you're going to disrupt everything she's like i don't care i'm grandma sandy and so they (laughs) (laughs) she was a real hoot um that's great that's coming in hot and i love it yeah (laughs) Uh, Everyone loves Six Flags. Oh, I'd love to go. On, I want to go on Man of Steel so bad. I've never gone. I want to go more than anything. Um, let's plan that trip, the yeah. three of us. We need All to right. conquer Man of Steel. Yeah. We, should we do an on-site cast? <laughs> Ooh, from yes. The top, from the top <laughs> of the roller coaster. Uh, does it, can um, I just check in? Marky Mark's father is gone of the picture. Yeah, non-mentioned, so I'm not sure okay. if he ever was or just dead or what, but yeah, he's non-factor. Yeah. Um, okay, while at Six Flags, Lizzie sees some of her old friends from her old school, and she takes off with them, and Margot Martindale's like, it's like, fine, she doesn't want to hang with a couple of old bags like the two of you, just like, meet us when we're ready to go, have fun, dear, here's a hundred, go buy yourself <laughs> some junk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, real hoot. Um but she takes off, like, leaves the park and goes to the movies and comes back late. And they're waiting for her. And Marky tries to rip into her. It's like, you couldn't have told us where you're going. Like, it's not safe. She's like, I used to sleep in a car. You think it's less safe for me to, like, go to the mall with my friends? Like, I can handle it. Plus, they're not my real parents. And then Margo's like, you can't use your bad history on us, young lady. And then she's like, well, I made you this. And she made Margo Martindale a uh, Grandma Sandy, like, tie-dye t-shirt at the park. And she's like, ah! Yeah! <laughs> she's like, totally stands that down. Is, that is Grandma Kryptonite right there. You can't say anything after yeah. that. Yep. Did she put it on immediately over top of her clothes? Yeah. Uh, of course she did. <laughs> the answer to that question is always yes. Yeah. Um, but Grandma Lizzie... Sandy's just undermining his, her son and uh, daughter-in-law at every turn. But, but in that's such a delightful way. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, so Lizzie is grounded. She's and... incorrigible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, Lizzie asks about a favor. She says the mom, bio mom, was released from jail, and if they could help her coordinate a visit, she'd be very grateful. And they're like, yeah, okay. They're, like, reluctant, but they feel like it's the right thing to do. Meanwhile, um, two of Lizzie's friends show up while she's grounded, and they sneak in, and Roseburn catches them and throws them out of the house and makes them leave also through the window, ground floor window. She's like, get the hell out of my house. No, you can't leave the normal way. Like, leave how you came in, you, like, ruffians. <laughs> and Lizzie chases after them. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzie chases after them, and she's like, I'm getting in the car. And Marky's like, you better not go in that car. You better not close that door. And they're standing off. And before that happened, he was on the porch doing some, like, light bench restoration with the other two kids and Uh they see that Juan has picked up the nail gun and Lizzie's like Juan put that down and he drops it because he's clumsy and nail guns into his foot 
Into his own foot. His own foot, yeah. So that kind of, like, neutralizes the running off with friends situation, and they all go to the hospital. And Lizzie's really upset, and Octavia shows up, because I guess that's, you know, a thing. If there's an incident, there needs to be a report done. Yep. uh, Officially, and... She's like, what happens? And Marky's like, it's my fault. I left the nail gun out. We were having an argument, and I took my eyes off. And Lizzie says, no, 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 it was me. It was all my fault. And says, you better shut up. That's the kind of thing that could get us taken away from you. And Octavia walks off with her, and then she turns back and gives him a thumbs up. Because if Lizzie is defending them and trying to take the heat, it means she doesn't want to be taken away. Thumbs so up, Octavia, Octavia s- smells out the whole ruse. Like, Is Octavia aware that Lizzie's probably taking the fall for Marky. All this is said in front of her. Marky has already admitted it, and Lizzie's trying to downplay his involvement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Octavia's like, oh, this is a good sign. This means that this is great. Yeah. Yeah. The facts of this case don't matter. What matters is her vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a good sign. She wants to be maintained with them. Yeah. Um, And Octavia wants to see that. And Octavia wants to see kids matched up with parents like you know she's got a bias she's got a skin in the game yeah i mean she wants them to be happy too so yeah. she okay she's the visit yeah the visits with the bio mom start happening and they all take uh marky and rose take the three to go meet her and her uh like appointed counselor for the trade-off and lizzie is super excited but juan and lita are scared because they were so little and they don't really remember her but marky and rose encouraged them to give her a chance and it was very heartfelt Okay, so we meet the mom. Uh, I was weeping the entire movie, so probably. (laughs) Through a wall of tears, this (laughs) whole thing. So we meet the mom, and where's the mom at? Like at an apartment or something? Uh, At a park. At a park? And the the mom's not played by anybody notable? No. But she seems like kind of put together, normal, and that's what Rose says. She says, oh, she's not what I expected. She just seems normal, average. They were expecting someone hmm. more villainy, which she's not. She okay. says some demons. Um, okay. So then, back at the soccer field where they're watching Lizzie, Lita gives Marky his first daddy because he helps fix her doll. And he's really into that. And... Ooh. Yeah. It was... That was the moment where the, <laughs> this this shower of tears became... <laughs> became old faithful <laughs> someone called the usher and was like is that woman okay so like, don't look like, at me yeah. you're like i'm fine i'm fine i just need to hydrate it was so beautiful uh rose is really jealous but happy for him and so oh, the so she, didn't get funny. she didn't get it no she hasn't gotten one yet so uh, off screen, but we hear that the bio mom visits are still going. Um, and at group, they say, like, they go, they meet her, they come back, everyone's wound up. It takes days for them to settle back. Finally, when they do, it just starts up again, and we're really having trouble, like, combating this, um, like, disruption. But they want to see her. What do we do? And then they learn at group, which... They were meant to hear it, like, after in private, but it just is a slip of the tongue. They're like, yeah, well, they you've made them a good home. Something like that. And Marky's like, what do you mean, made? Past tense. Really homes in on it. 
And they mm. learned that the adoption hearing that was set to happen shortly has now been reclassified as um, like an assessment of the mom and whether she can yep. take them back, which they okay. are distraught over. Um, meanwhile, Blindside has finally got her match, but it's a petite male redhead, and they all laugh. Ha ha. Yeah. Oh, ha ha. Yeah. Ha ha. He might become a great NFL athlete, too. <laughs> could yeah um, there's a lot of petite redheads in the nfl <laughs> they're kickers <laughs> you can be a kicker um yeah so marky and rose storm home and the sister and mom are there watching the kids her sister and her mom and the sister says we've been so inspired by you that we're gonna foster too isn't that great and rose erupts mm. into a rage storm um, like, oh, this isn't what you were expecting. You're just jealous that we want to do it too. And she's like, no, you just don't know how hard this is. Cause they've just come from that foster group where they learned about the new hearing. Yep. So Rose walks in on the bathroom on Lizzie by mistake and finds her taking nudes for Jacob. Hey. And they grab her phone and look at it and they see the nudes from him that she's received and Marky flies oh. off the handle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dirty artistic janitor nudes? Yeah. Oh. Marky is not going to be fine with that. No, but they only see the junk, not the face. Which leads to the next but day. He's, he's, he's got a baseball bat in, bat in his car, I bet. <laughs> I'm sure. But they go drop the kids off at school and they see Charlie the nerd, who Rose thinks is Jacob. Because that's who was pointed out to her before. And they get out of the car and lay into him. That, like, how dare you send these pictures to our kid? You're going to jail. We're going to tell your mom. We're going to tell the principal. We're going to call the police. Like, how dare you take out your hairless plums on our kid? And he finally... <laughs> Did they fin- say that term? Yeah. I wrote Did it they... down specifically. Yeah. Hairless um, plums. Yeah. And he finally sputters out, I'm not Jacob. Uh, and I don't have hairless plums. Uh, or, like, my plums aren't hairless. Um <laughs> Never mind. That's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> oh, this is great. My plums are not hairless. Oh. Uh, and they say, we're so sorry, but do you know who maybe the real Jacob is? And then he points at the janitor guy, and they get really hot to trot, and they stalk him through the school, and he's on, like, a mini Zamboni, like, doing floor cleaning. So it's, mm-hmm. like, kind of set up to be, like, a chase, but it's moving so slow, it's not a hard chase. And good, good joke. Yeah, they catch up to him. They land him that he's going to jail, and Marky punches him out. Rightly so. And all three Did are arrested. Check the plums to make sure. <laughs> no. I, was, I was wondering the same. I need to know about the plum situation. <laughs> they, they, didn't. <laughs> they should have, but they didn't. He knocked him out and then whipped out his plums. <laughs> no, they didn't learn anything from the mistaken identity of Charlie. They just took Charlie's word that this was Jacob and just laid into him and punched him out. So he's Excellent. arrested. And then they are also arrested in separate cars. Um, and the cops say, we have to arrest you, but we actually think you're good parents. Like, we would have done the same. And the kid, because of this incident, the kids have to stay in, like, a temporary custody situation overnight. And it's the night before the hearing. So not they get, good. Not good. They get sprung. Where do they stay? The ki- we don't see them. They just, okay. we just hear that they had to stay in, like, some sort of temp facility. Um, they come home that night. Margo's like, oh, springing my, my little boy from jail reminds me of the good old days. (laughs) 
she knows anything, Grandma Sandy. <laughs> no, Grandma Sandy. She's, she's seen it all. So chill, and she's cleaned the house and made everything spruce. And she also says, "I found your statement for the judge on your printer, and it sucks." And I'm like, "What do you mean? We said we wanted it. <laughs> we wanted whatever was best for them to be the result." She says, "Yeah. How do you think they're going to feel when they hear that? You're not ask. You're not trying to get them at all. It's a wishy washy." And they're like, well, but we want what's best for them. Mm. And she says, you know, you need to fight for them. I was like Lizzie. And when you're told you're garbage time and time again, you start to believe it. And so she started to believe it. So she needs to hear it from you, that you want her. You need to read the statement. Yeah. And she, she, Grandma Sandy and Rose have been like a little bit frosty. And this was their moment. Rose is like, you know, we do love you, right? She says, no, I don't know, but I just told you that's on me, right? They have a nice laugh. Um, So at the hearing, the judge won't let them read their new statement, which they've revised. He's like, it's too late. You already submitted the first one. And I've also gotten something from Lizzie that she wrote for herself. And it's all true, but paints them in a really bad light. Like, you threw my friends out of a window. Like, is that true? She's like, yes, but it was a ground floor window and that you just got arrested yesterday for punching out a guy. He's like, yeah, but it was news. Like, I don't care. I just like, are these facts accurate? And they all are accurate. Did they, they should show him the plums. Look at these plums. <laughs> Your honor. <laughs> Your honor. honor. I implore you. I implore please you. compel this young gentleman to submit exhibit A. <laughs> Plums. Two, two plums. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lizzie wants to get <laughs> wants to get rematched with the bio mom, and so she's made the statement. And the bio mom is asked, "Are you ready to take them back?" And she seems hesitant. But Lizzie's like, "Mom, come on!" So she says, "Yes, I'm ready," and she is awarded custody. That night, Juan finally calls Rose mommy while he's half asleep, and she's really happy, but also sad because it's the end of their time together. Um, and so the next, I guess probably the next day it's pickup day and they all make their heartfelt goodbyes and they give Lizzie the copy of the statement. They're like, the judge wouldn't let us read it, but we just want you to have it just for yourself. Cause you asked us before why we wanted, why we did this and we didn't give you a good answer and we have an answer now. So please take this. And so she puts it in her pocket and they're all ready to go. And instead of the mom showing up, it's Octavia and Tig and the mom bailed. She's using it again. Doesn't want to come. Can't do it. And Lizzie's like, no, but she filled out all the paperwork. Like, why would she go to all this trouble if she just wanted to bail? And they're like, well, she told us you filled out all the paperwork. She said, yeah, I helped her do it. But, like, she had to, like, commit and, like, sign it and everything. And they're like, we're so sorry. She just isn't coming. And she made that perfectly clear. Lizzie runs off. Followed in hot pursuit by Marky and Rose and Tig and Octavia watch the little kids and she hides in Joan Cusack's yard. So Joan Cusack has this weird cameo where she's like, you're doing a great job. So we're trying to talk her down. And Lizzie says, just leave me alone. I just need to be by myself. I don't want to hear from you. So they wait on the curb for her. Finally, she comes out and she's crying. And she says, I suggest that you adopt Juan and Lita because they like, you know, it's a good match, but I'm a problem seed. I'll just do my own thing, and I'll just come and visit and see them, and you can call me if you need help, whenever. And they refuse. Marky says, it's all three or nothing. 
and finally he's all in he's all in fine so she does read the statement and it's all about how they knew they had something missing in their lives but they didn't know what and that those things that were missing were lizzie juan and lita oh god the tears the tears were <laughs> were vast and they all hug and joan cusack is there she's like can i get in on that hug and they're like no we're good and it was kind of weird uh, <laughs> sorry it, and again joan, joan cusack is just has just a been neighbor? inserted into the film <laughs> She's just a random woman, and Lizzie ran into her yard. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> they invited her to try out for that role of lady with yard. Yeah. And so they all leave together, and then she invites Tig and Octavia in for pie, and they accept. Oh, cool. That's She sounds like a lovely woman. <laughs> yeah, not a Who doesn't sociopath. love a Yeah. Um, so that's that. And then we see um, title card months later, and I think it's four months later, and the house, the Reno house is now complete, ready for them to live in it. And they all go to the formal adoption hearing, and everyone is there supporting them. Grandma Sandy is there in her Grandma Sandy t-shirt, and she's like, wait for me, wait for me, come on. And she's like dragging Julie Haggerty, and she's like, what are you wearing? She's like, you didn't get a t-shirt? Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I love Grandma Sandy. I love I, Grandma Sandy too. I want a Grandma Sandy sequel. I love Grandma Sandy. So they storm in. Things are about to start. She's like, "Wait, wait! I'm Grandma Sandy. Please!" And then she settles in, and she's like, "Please, Judge, you, you may proceed." Um, <laughs> I, I love Grandma Sandy. Um, but yeah. everyone's there. Like, all the tell. other parents from class: Tig, Octavia. Oh, I forgot one other part. Is Joan Cusack there? Joan Cusack isn't there. I forgot one other part. <laughs> oh, so amazing. in the like turbulent moments when Lizzie was really hard to handle, Marky and Rose visit the girl that like compelled them, the girl that did the presentation earlier. Yeah. Like of her successful fostering. And they find out that she like went back on meth and they're like, What? But she was the reason like we decided to do this and like she's a hot mess and the parents lay into them, like she was put on meth when she was eleven. She's having a hard time, but she's a good girl and she's in rehab and she's doing the work and you just need to like sack up and like your kids are gonna like struggle. I forgot that part. That happens at some point in this movie. Um, okay. <laughs> but they're all, right. all there. They're at the they're at the adoption thing too. And she's the girl that made the, the presentation. Yeah, she's like out of rehab and doing well again. Doing better again. Yeah, yeah. it's a journey. It's up and down. Yeah. That's life, Marky. You think it's all going to be great? <laughs> well, it ain't. And the judge says the same judge as the prior hearing. He's like, "This is family court, and it's usually really, really sad. So on the days when we can do something nice and fulfill a family, it's like really special for us too. So." It means something to us as much as it means something to you. And he says, like, do you, it's basically like a marriage. Like, do you take them to be your family, your parents? Do you take them to Ugh. be your kids? And they all say, I Ugh. do. I can barely even say it. Oh, By the way, God. I prepared these notes this morning and I cried even putting them together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's. Oh, goodness. And then they're like, do you want to take a picture with the judge? And they all gather. And then everyone Ugh. gathers. They all gather. The whole courtroom, <laughs> including the bailiff. It's so good. Even the bailiff. Yeah. Even the bailiff. Oh my that's, god. That's the detail right there. I'm gonna this is so moving. Oh god. I'm in tears. <sighs> that's that's that. That's the movie. 
That's the movie. Can, Sam, can I ask you? I'm looking in the in the trivia for this film, yeah. and it seems that there's a Bernie's Mountain Dog in this film called Meatball. Yeah. Which, which that just pushes the whimsy up one even more one level. You know, yeah. like he's another. Not, he's not in it that much, but yeah, that's their dog before the kids come. Oh, then they don't have him later. No, they do. I just mean like he's already okay. there. Meatball. He becomes less important. Yeah. Marky Mark has a dog called Meatball. Of course he does. <laughs> does he? Does the dog hang out with him on the job site, flipping flipping houses? No, the dog's barely in it. He's only God really it. in it when Juan says like "Bye, Meatball" when they think it's their last day there. Aw, Meatball is sad. Oh, yeah. Meatball. Meatball went from the, the star of the show. Yeah, yeah Mommy yeah. Daddy's favorite to maybe fourth at best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's a dog, so he loves everything. That's true. Oh, God, dogs. Now I'm going to weep again. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so they obviously moved into the Reno house. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, okay. also at the adoption thing is Charlie, the redhead, the like, not Jacob, the good kid. So it seems like maybe they're going to have something cooked up after all. Hmm. What a delight. <laughs> yeah. What a... So... Can I ask how you managed to eat a whole meal-sized salad while <laughs> weeping at full force? <laughs> Body convulsing? Well, I'd finished it before the end, so I was hands-free at the end. You told me you were weeping from beginning to end. I know, but I, it was only torrential towards the end. I see, I see. Yeah, I wonder how tears blend with ranch dressing. Like, I wonder I how mean, that... You can always use a little more salt. <laughs> The rap so like it. Here's a little story and you're sure to like it. Swift and slot and a plan it cool with my homegirl, Paula. Coming down, but we seem to land on common ground. Things go wrong, 
we make corrections to keep things moving in the right direction. Try to fight it, but I'm telling you, Jack, it's useless. Opposites attract. Baby. 